Welcome to the Rep It Up Podcast, featuring award-winning trainer and sales strategist, Corey Angelin. Oh, special guest today. I am really, really excited. Um, winner, season four, The Biggest Loser, Bill Germanicos. What's up, Bill? How you doing? How you doing, Corey? I'm doing uh, great over here. What's going on over there? This crazy COVID-19 stuff going it's, on. It's crazy, which we'll definitely talk about that. I mean, obviously, we're, we're stuck in your your homes now. We go way back. We go back like a decade. So it's it's great to catch up with you. I, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, first of all, it must be exciting that the show's back on, probably brings up some good memories for you, right? Oh, it really does. And, you know, I have the, uh, the, the, the pretty um, rare, uh, I guess, um, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to speak to all of the contestants. So I, I've been speaking to them all season. And uh, then I get to see what they look like on television. And half the time I go, oh, my God, I saw you on television. It's so cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it is, it's nice to be back. That's good. I mean, take us back before your season. You're, you're sitting at home. Take, tell us a little bit about what, what were you doing back then? And did you start watching the show right from the beginning? I did. You know what? I was a, I was a big fan of the show. And you know what? I was, um, I was one of the hopeless and helpless that had thought I'd done everything. And uh, when I speak to people now, you know, uh, I tell them, listen, if you think you've done everything, wait till you see what I did. Um, you know, but um, yeah, I was, uh, as a regular guy, you know, I was an athlete back in college. I was a lacrosse player on a scholarship. I was in great shape. I looked a little like, like Corey, like you <laughs> and the other Corey, not quite though. Yes. But, um, you know, so I, a couple of blown knees, five, six knee surgeries, wow. maybe a little depression, which is what I come to find that most, most of us morbidly obese people have some sort of reason why they're up in front of the um, refrigerator staring in at two o'clock in the morning when they not, may not be hungry. And how much did you weigh back then? Take people back to what? So that was your mindset back then, a little bit of depression. How much did you weigh? Well, uh, I'm five foot eight and maybe a little less now because I'm old, but um, <laughs> I, my highest weight was 382. Wow. I was really big. When I got to the show, um, I was 334, but I was already starting to try and change um, my habits. Uh, you know, um, it became clear to me that I wasn't going to last too long. And um, uh, I had, you know, I just turned 40 and uh, it was time to start trying to think about, um, you know, living. You know, my father, uh, I, I was shaped exactly like my father was and he died at 56. Wow. And I, I knew that I didn't have much, much time. So it was... Um, it wasn't a good time for me. I mean, I was a happy guy. I was the happiest fat guy you've ever seen, so to speak, you know, but um, uh, I wasn't really good to myself and I wasn't really happy with myself. And that's what a lot of uh, obese people say, you know, self-deprecating. They're always making jokes about themselves and um, and they're the, the fun guy to be around. But, um, you know, that's when all the lights go out and everyone else goes to sleep. That's when, you know, it really hits you that uh, you're hungry and you know, and you shouldn't be eating, but you do, and you don't know why. And a lot of this was addressed on The Biggest Loser, which I was really thankful for. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't realize um, is that you had a twin brother that also was on the show. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy, too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what happened was he was a huge fan of the show, and I watched the show. I was extremely busy. I mean, I was a 100-hour-a-week guy um, working a, a full-time job and a, and a full-time business, basically. So um, basically life was in the way of me trying to be healthy, but my brother, Jim, um, he was uh, a huge fan of the show. Uh, you know, he, I couldn't have picked out Jillian in a group of a people, but, uh, he was a, a major Jillian Michaels lover and he, and, uh, and he actually tried out for season three. Really? And, and uh, yeah. And he was on, he waited online and 
20 degrees up here in New York City and uh, didn't get on the show. And someone that he met on the line got on the show, and that was Eric Chopin, who sure. ended up winning season three, yep. which was amazing. And he had a, a wonderful story to himself, and he still has a story. Unfortunately, it's not all happy, and that's why so many of us really struggle to try and find what I'm trying to find, what you're trying to offer, which is why I'm happy we're talking. Yeah, but, absolutely. And, and so then back then, season three, did you feel guilty that your brother was uh, trying to try out and you must have been obviously aware of that and you were sitting at home, I'm assuming, while was, he was freezing was sitting, in line? I was at the office and you know what he told me? He goes, hey, Bill, you know, the Biggest Loser show. I go, yeah, great show. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm trying to get on it. I'm like, cool, good for you. So um, I go, let me know how that works out. Now you have to know my twin brother. He, he's a guy that has so many dreams. You know, he's really the, uh, um, you know, he's got, he really aspires for greatness. And when he says something like that, normally I'd be like, hey, good for you, great. What a lot of people don't know about him is when he decides he's gonna do something, boy oh boy, does yeah. he see it through. 15 or maybe 15 years earlier, um, back when Rosie O'Donnell was on TV and she had her own show, Jim said, hey, I'm going to get on the Rosie O'Donnell show and I'm going to sing a song. And we were like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> and uh, he, he's a guy that actually is a professional entertainer. He sings Sinatra. Wow. Uh, he's a retired police officer, but he, he's out there singing in the Italian restaurants and he does some acting. So he actually recorded a Sinatra tune to, um, to lyrics for a big person and sent it into Rosie. He sent it into all 15 producers that he saw on the uh as he slowed down the um uh you know the, the thing and uh four days later he's singing a song in his police uniform on the wow. rosie o'donnell show so that's incredible if he says he's gonna do it he's gonna do it but he didn't get on season three and then um when season four rolled around he says hey i'm going back to try out for for the biggest loser again and i was like yeah good for you give it a good <laughs> shot so in the course of him applying they seen they really liked him you know he's got a real New York City cops attitude, which is great for the show. I mean, you have to have something for that show. And if there's anyone watching this that aspires to get on The Biggest Loser, I worked with the casting department for four or five years after my show. You really have to have a story. Yeah. Other than I've tried everything because nobody has tried everything until after The Biggest Loser is over. Then you've tried everything. But in the course of him applying, they said, Jim, we really like you. Um, we think you're great for the show. You got a good story, good attitude. You're huge. You got a lot of weight to lose. Your before pictures were great because he played football and lacrosse in college. Wow. So we were both athletes. And, um, and he said, really, I have a shot? And he said, yeah, you got a great shot. And that's when he said, really wish my twin brother was here. Wow. And, and they were like, you have a twin brother? <laughs> that's <And> overweight. <laughs> yeah. And well, they asked him, he's like, is he? He goes, huge? Yeah, he's huge, just like me. Wow. And he said, well, he looks just like you? Yeah. Is he a cop too? said, no, he's actually a professional, wears a suit and tie, financial guy. And they said, um, wow, we're really looking to cast a set of twins this season for season four as the gimmick. And we have one other set of twins, but we don't really want them. But man, that would be great. You think you can get him on? And my brother goes, listen, I could get him. So I know nothing about this. I didn't apply for the show. I still don't have an application. He's driving home in traffic on the Long Island Expressway. And he calls me and he says, Hey, Bill, you know, I'm trying to get on the Biggest Loser show. And I'm like, yeah. He says, well, I, I'm pretty sure I'm getting on. And I'm like, what? That's sick. Good for you. And he goes, that's not even the best news. I'm like, there's more. Wow. And he says, I think I got you on too. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm telling you, two, three weeks later, I'm getting on a plane 
no application, nothing. Wow. Uh, and, and, and I went, and the rest is history. You know, the two of us, we pretty much dominated this season. The only reason why he didn't win is because he was by far the biggest threat. He went in at 368 pounds with a 185-pound shredded body just waiting to come out. And um, they eliminated him because that's the, sh the, the way the show goes. And, you know, he was betrayed. And everything on the show is completely real as it pertains to all that drama and everything. I mean, most, most reality shows, you have to question about yeah. their reality. Yeah. And the Biggest Loser, it's, it's real. And the reality is what the number is on the scale. And we go from there. So, yeah, it was quite an experience. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's phenomenal. I mean, you know, back then as well, that was when the show was, I mean, it was one of the top, it was always one of the top rated shows, but season three, season four, I remember it was really at its peak. Um, myself being in the fitness industry, I, I would follow it all the time, obviously. And I know you had told me a really cool story just to give people, you know, your mindset. I mean, it's interesting. Your mindset fits you more now because, you know, not only have you won the show, but you're not 380 pounds anymore, right? But you told me a story of how dedicated and how um, really uh, what your vision was like to really win. And I know, you know, there would be some fun betting going on, like who would win this challenge? Who would win this challenge? You mind telling that story of just yeah. like, you know, who would bet on you to win a challenge versus everyone else? Well, it, you know, it's a pretty funny story because when people watch the show and they know about all of the, um, the uh, what is it called when you've got the people that you hang out with, your... I'm trying to think of the words, the people that you're, 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 you're hooked in with. Like uh, your tribe, your, your. Exactly. Yeah. They, people listening, they know the word. Yeah. So um, when we were on the show, we were on the black team and our team, our six, we six people were eliminated on the very first challenge. I had to run a mile in the Mojave desert in 115 degrees at a 334 pounds. That is incredible. First of all, when do you get the news that that's what you're doing for the day? Well, we, 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 we told, we were told we were the cast, uh, at about midnight. They said by two in the morning, you have to have all of your affairs in order, make your phone calls, whatever. We're collecting all of your phones, your computers, everything. You won't get them back until after you get eliminated. So I didn't have a phone. I didn't see a newspaper for almost wow. five months, N no TV, nothing. The ranch, what we were, that we were on had nothing. And I wasn't on a big expansive ranch where you could look out on all the nice niceties. Our ranch was uh, basically at a university in a, um, in a little sector of it. It was nothing. It was just, it was, it was brutal. It was horrible. But, um, you know, so uh, when we came back, Jillian comes in, in the desert. She comes flying in on her motorcycle. She saves the black team. We're like, who the heck is that hmm. on the motorcycle? She takes off her helmet. She does this with her hair. We were like, I'm like, <laughs> who the heck is that? And Jim goes, it's Jillian. We're staying. So, um, so she saves us. And so for the first two weeks or so, we trained in the desert and in, on the beaches of, um, of Malibu, California. And then they brought us in uh, to, the, to the ranch, um, to the campus. And by then, the blue and the red teams were all very well entwined and very friendly, whatever. So everyone had the people they were matched up with. Me, I had my twin brother, which gave us an edge because if we were twins, we weren't going to forsake one another. But um, everyone had their alliance. That's the word. Everyone yes, had their alliances. So um, ultimately, we were doing really well, um, and Jim got eliminated. He had lost, uh, I think, the second most amount of weight in the first five or six weeks. I know I lost like 65 pounds in the first six Jesus. weeks. It was unbelievable. I ended up doing, uh, losing like a pound a day for 120 days. It was crazy. Oh, incredible. But, uh, for the people that are watching this that want to know how the hell is that possible, 
The answer is quit your job, throw your kids somewhere else, forget <laughs> newspapers, and get to the gym five to six times a day, each time for an hour and a half to two hours, and eat a very refined calorie system of nothing but protein. That's how you lose a pound a day. That, sounds like, that sounds like vacation to me. I would love to be doing that to right you, now. Because you're a fiend in the gym, because you're Corey and you're Corey fit and you're the man. That's yeah. why. You know, I remember when I first started working with you 10 years ago and, and you were kicking my ass in the gym and everything. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I thought this ended when I left that crazy girl. And you're like, nothing ends. This is where it just begins. I'm like, I don't even like this. Well, guy. listen, there's truth to that because as you will attest, I mean, the, the biggest problem with the show, if there was one, was just that's hardly reality when you come home. So, you know, your challenge really began when you got home, right? It did. And it happens like that for everybody. You know, the thing that happened, um, like with my twin brother, he came home and lost an additional maybe 130 pounds while he was working full time in the police car. And when you're in the police car, yeah. you're not jogging, you're not moving, you know, you get out for calls, but you know, you really have to prioritize your health. You really have to, and, and you really have to work on your schedule. And you know what? Uh, again, it's a priority. I mean, Corey, I just stubbed my toe. Ready for this? <laughs> remember this you told me if you have a desk and you don't have weights yeah, you know, you underneath it i love it you're not doing the right thing so i've had it. weights under my desk since you told me that 10 years ago i love that um but the way it worked was i after i lost my brother on the on the campus uh i had no alliance and everyone knew that i was losing a ton of weight i was yeah. pretty much the number one weight loser so i was excelling in all of the challenges and i was winning huge prizes i did great i won a new ford expedition i won a, <laughs> uh, a home gym i won five thousand dollars in a don't in a in a temptation challenge everyone hated me but i was getting very fit and i was working out really hard but a lot of people said well why were you losing so much more weight listen i have the record i threw up in the gym 21 straight days when i got to the <laughs> campus okay I'm the guy that was willing to do whatever Corey and Jillian said until yeah. I threw up. That's what it took. But after I started winning everything and getting a little more fit, um, I really didn't have any friends on the campus because the alliances wouldn't get near me. Uh, Everyone's because, betting on you. Well, yeah, and, and everyone's betting on me to win these things. So yeah. I would start talking with the, the producers and the, and the sound guys. I'm like, hey, what's the action? And they're like, all the action's on you, bro. And because you're going to win it again. I'm like, yep. come on. I have, I have a couple of dollars. I mean, no one wants any action. I had to start giving two to one, three to one for people <laughs> to bet against me. And I would actually win the challenge. And then I go and start collecting cash from all the producers I was friendly with. So it was, there was some fun behind the scenes. What was it like, like going through the process of having depression beforehand, which obviously is, is, is too common of a problem nowadays and, and especially in the past. But when did you feel like you were, sort of not past it, because I, I I'm not sure if that ever goes away to some degree. But I mean, obviously, you're starting to excel, you're starting to see weight come off. Was there like an aha moment where you're like, this is like the new me now. And now I'm 100% dedicated everything I do moving forward. Corey, to be perfectly honest with you, the aha moment was the very first week we were on the ranch. And what people don't see on TV, they're like, man, who, who cooked for you? We cooked for us. The one thing they told us is we'll, we'll order what you want. We had to be guided by our trainer, tell it how many calories and gave us a formula based on your weight. This is the amount of calories you should be eating. If you want to maintain your weight, this is the amount of calories by percentage you should be eating. If you want to lose weight, the kind of stuff you told me about too. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then we'd meet with a nutritionist to talk about, um, 
talk about how to set up your macros, percentages, protein, fat. And then we'd meet with a, um, a, a, a person that was there. I mean, I became friendly with Curtis Stone. He came in and told us how to cook, <laughs> right? Um, but we did all the cooking. And the most important thing, and I worked in the wellness business uh, for uh, 10, 11 years after I came home from the show. What people have available to them that they do not take advantage of is EAP services, a psychologist. Yeah. We had a psychologist on the show that met with us that said, guys, there's a certain way of morbidly obese people continue to get more and more obese. They medicate with food. Tell me if this is any one of you that it, to make yourself feel better, you'll eat more, even if you're not hungry. That to make yourself feel loved or liked, or if you're having a bad day, you go straight to food. I mean, guys like you, Corey, you go straight to the gym. That's how you feel better. That's how you medicate. Yeah. I became that person for a little while. Then the depression because of the stress, it's all because of stress. So when the stress came back in, then I started going in the other direction, which is why I still need help. And the biggest thing is people have to ask for help. We had a meeting once a week at minimum with the psychologist on the show. And people are like, we never saw that on TV. That's not sexy. Yeah. That's not cool for TV. And when people say, well, I, if I think if I went to the biggest loser, I could lose that kind of weight too, because you have access to all these professionals. And the answer is we all have access Absolutely. to the same professionals. Yeah. You still got to get the job done. <laughs> you do, you know, and, uh, and, and, and most people that work for a large company, they've got wellness programs that, that give you free access to nutritionists, free access to training. You yeah. could do zoom training. You could do on-site training, spin classes, whatever. And you can consult with uh, a psychologist and a lot of them have psychologists that uh, specialize in obese people, which is what I needed, which is what I needed again after the fact, because a lot of us go away from what makes us sex successful. Yeah. And this is why so many people gain the weight back when they leave the show because they're leaving, they're leaving their support structure. Yeah, no, so true. Uh, I've seen it a thousand too many times. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about, and this is the trainer hat on me, you know, my whole life, I've loved high intensity interval training that sort of the name might scare people away. But what people don't realize is it doesn't mean you're in the gym powerlifting, right? Even though it's high intensity interval training. Um, I, obviously, I oversee um, in, in, my, in my, my day job, uh, multiple franchises for F45. And it's really based around high intensity interval training. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting when you when you look back, what type of training were you doing? Because most people think that you have to be in really good shape to do HIT training. Um, you guys were doing a level of that um, back all the you know, 10 years ago, and you were 380 pounds. Corey, I tell you what, I think that the secret to, well, I, I don't have to tell you this, you know that the secret to losing weight is to get your heart beating faster to, to sweat. A lot of people say, well, geez, you know, I, I walked, you know, I said, well, I saw you walking, you were walking with your friends. I didn't see one person sweating. You didn't stop talking. Yeah. If you're doing the right kind of exercising, you should be <sighs> panting and you should be sweating. You shouldn't be able to walk for 20 minutes talking with your bro or, or singing along with your iPod. The, the, the answer is we started doing high interval, um, you know, hits training, high intensity interval training. The very first day we were wow. there, now, if I, when I'm 334 pounds, it is, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk uphill on the treadmill, yep. 15 seconds, and then take a 45-second rest. Yep. I go, how do I take a rest? So you just step off. And then we started, after I lost a little bit of weight, we started jogging, right? And then it's 
um, you know, jog 30 seconds on, a minute off. Then you jog 45 seconds on, 45 seconds off. It just kept getting better. And by the time I was done, I was running, I was doing Olympic triathlons, you know. So it's a matter of starting small. Everyone has to start somewhere. And I mean, heck, I'm just getting started now with F45. I expect to be the guy that everyone comes over and go, oh, it's okay. Don't cry. It'll be all right. I'm going to be that guy because I, I'm ready to, to get my ass kicked like that again. But that's what it takes. Yeah, I have no doubt I would be betting on you in any in any upcoming challenge. And we'll, oh, we'll don't talk bet about, against me. If you're listening, I will don't not. bet against me. We'll, we'll, we'll no. talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I think it's just interesting how people, you know, like when I when, when people hear you, it's interesting when you when most people or your average person, you know, is like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not in shape. I can't do cardio. And their, their perception of cardio or strength training is like, I have to be in the gym for an hour. It's not about that at all. It's about like in your case, it's literally five minutes. And, you know, I remember those days. It's five minutes doing something and then you slowly ramp up and you, you regress on a particular exercise if you have bad knees um, and there are things you can do for that. And then you progress when you feel like you're at that stage. So I, I, I think it's important for people to hear that. Um, and, and how did your brother handle the exercises and everything that you went through while he's, and was he on the same team? We were both on the black team. Yep. Yeah. And um, in fact, we had a great season. Anyone remembers the season, the all four finalists were from Jillian's black right. team. So yeah. my brother got eliminated in the fifth episode uh, which might have been the sixth or the seventh week. Wink, wink. A lot of people say, well, how do you lose 10 pounds in one week? I go, listen, it's an episode. <laughs> it's reality TV. No yeah. one ever said it was seven days. It's, yeah. a, it's an episode. Takes six weeks for the one episode. Right. So, I, well, actually, I think the longest episode we had was a little over two weeks. And people yeah. were like, you lost 15 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a pound a day. That's what I was losing was a pound exactly. a day. So if, if I lost five pounds that week, it means it was a short week for that yeah. episode. It's all based on when Jillian and Bob could be there for the, for the weigh-in and when Ali Sweeney, who was the uh, hostess, when she could be there. Yeah. But bottom line is when Jim got eliminated, the first thing he did when he came home was found a trainer. And, uh, and, and the, the trainer that he ended up with was a, uh, a shredded bodybuilding type trainer that said, listen, I, I guarantee you that you're going to hate my guts and I'm going to have you sweating a lot and uh, it was all interval training there too. And, um, but you know what, in our scenario, uh, it's not all just the five minutes or just the 45, right? Yeah, so yeah. just because you're, you're part of F45 or you're doing a 45 minute training session, it doesn't mean you could lose your mind for the other 23 hours of the day. Yeah. That's and, just, that's the easy part is the 45 minutes. It, it truly is because, you know, I am a great person at being led and told what to do. Okay. Yeah. And so this, do this and do this till you puke. That's the way I, I was doing. It. And when I stopped puking, I was doing it even more than I thought I could do. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it, it involved, uh, when I was, when in the majority of the biggest losers on, on the ranch are working out six to eight hours a day. Now a workout doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting killed by your trainer. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, for us, two hours could be go out and do a six mile hike, um, before 9am when I show up on the ranch and start really killing you. All right. And then all of our training was exactly what your model that you've, that you've really convinced me is the, uh, is the right <laughs> model here with F45. It's individual training in a group environment. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's doing the same exercises in different stations. The trainer's going around, making sure you got the right intensity, making sure you're doing it correctly. Uh, because uh, in this case, you know, the form is so important. You could be doing 
push-ups, but if they're not perfect push-ups, then they're not good push-ups, right? Yeah. So um, same kind of environment. And what she would do is then she would train all of us for, you know, three to four hours in between, let's say, 10 a.m. and 2, 3 p.m. But in that time, yeah. she would take each one of us and just crush us for an hour. And that was when we would really be doing the, uh, the, the, the hard work, the interval training, um, and moving very quickly from exercise to exercise, keeping the heart rate up, keeping the intensity up. Because, you know, at the end of the workout, if your heart rate is still high for an extra 20 to 30 minutes because of all the hard work you did, <laughs> you're still losing weight. Still losing weight. Still yeah, burning absolutely. calories. What was the, so you win the show. I'd love to know what the first thing you ate was. How many times have you probably been asked that question? But I think it's important to know when I did a bodybuilding show, I'll never forget my first food was three slices of buffalo chicken from La Piazza on wow. Long Island, and I was in heaven. So you were going to hate my answer. Is yeah, I can only – tell me you had grilled chicken and, like, Brussels sprouts. Right? I got to tell you, what, what they told us is, and Jillian even said this, is, listen, a lot of people are going to start drinking beer, being celebratory, drinking mm. beer, eating pizza and salt. There's something which was called refeeding syndrome or something. When you overeat in salt and your body just consumes it and makes you so bloated, a couple of people had to go, you know, they couldn't fit into their clothes in a, in a day. Now, fortunately for me, because I won – they said, okay, listen, we're throwing you right on the plane. You're going to be on the Today Show tomorrow morning, first thing. And I'm like, really? That's great. But I'm starving. <laughs> you got to feed yeah. me something. Yeah. And then, so what did they give me? They gave me a salad with grilled chicken. Uh, that I could see, right? Today Show's the next day. Like, I'm eating grilled chicken and salad. That's exactly. So I get off the Today Show. I, I'm eating normal. And I, it's important to realize that I am uh, one of the biggest loser champs that really was able to, to have a 15-minute of fame scenario. And mine yeah. lasted close to five years. My injuries really took over. Right now I'm training so that I can go get a couple of knee replacements. But um, I stayed really, really uh, good on my diet. And that's after The Biggest Loser. Once I started working full time, I was traveling a lot. Um, and people say, well, if you travel a lot, you eat horribly. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. when you travel yeah. for work, you could order whatever you want. Just because it's all available to you doesn't mean you should be ordering it. Yeah. You know, I tell people about the breakfast buffets at all the hotels. They're like, I know, but the Belgian waffles and all that great stuff. I'm like, why would you eat a bell? Would you eat one at home? I know. It's so you true. Order an egg white omelet. It costs you 15 bucks, but you're not paying. You're on a, it's a, it's a work trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think the, 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 cause we, I want to talk about how now you're sort of going to reinvent yourself now that we're all at home and we're living in a virtual workout world, but there's one more story you got to tell. I, hilarious and and for for people that really know the bodybuilding and fitness world ronnie coleman one of the uh seven eight time uh mr olympia champions and there is this it's probably my favorite story you've ever told me um but if you could it could enlighten the audience on just the the difference in like just fame from when you when you win a show like that and the notoriety you get um and how you perceive yourself as not being really that recognizable back then. What was that story with Ronnie Coleman? And then we'll sort of fast forward to what, what your plans are moving forward. I'll tell you, and Corey, I was just, I don't even know how, how and why this came up because you did not mention you were going to ask me about this, but. That's this, hilarious. Oh man, that's the man, it's one of my, it's one of my idols. Right? And, and, and I had a bad feeling when you started Relative. to tell me the story, although, you know, it, it ended well, but. It started off bad because I was invited to uh, be a panelist uh, at the uh, Los Angeles, um, uh, you know, a fitness expo. And yeah. boy, oh boy, was this, was this place packed 
with fitness professionals, Gunther Schlerkamp, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Olympia, wow. Kim Lyons, and uh, a couple of really cool, you know, uh, really cool people that you know intimately. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people that are not in the fitness world might not know the, some of those names, but I got a chance to sit on this panel, and um, a few of them were up there, including Gunter and his wife, Kim Lyons, a professional fitness competitor and bodybuilder, and Ronnie Coleman. I was sitting right next to him. So he was huge. <laughs> huge gigantic and ultimately i found out that uh, i i asked him ultimately how much do you weigh he goes all right now about 380 and i'm like how much you compete at and he goes ah, about about 295 i'm like you compete at 295 yeah. with three percent body fat he was huge but the funny thing was we weren't friends when i first got on that panel because i sat on the panel i'm wearing my 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 biggest loser shirt or my I had a weight loss twin shirt or something and he sits and he goes Who'd you say you were? I said, um, I'm the guy that just won the Biggest Loser Show on TV. And then he goes, and you're sitting up here with me, with us? Shattered my dreams initially when you told me that. Right. And I, I said, I, uh, Mr. Coleman, I'm a huge fan. He goes, it's cool. It'll be fine. And then, so Kim Lyons is like, really, Ronnie, he's a great guy. And he's, you know, he's an inspiration for people love the show. You know, it'll be fine. It'll, and the guy's like, you know, so he gave me major attitude. And then... Everyone gets a chance to, to give a little spiel. I was at that point, I had started publicly speaking and motivational speaking. And I, I had a little bit of a, a spiel of some funny stories and whatever else. And it, it became apparent to me that he was getting more and more annoyed as this was going on. <laughs> then, um, then they opened up to questions. There must have been 5,000 people there. It was a huge expo. And I would say of the first 50 questions, 49 of them were for me incredible now i could just feel the heat coming from the side of me because he was fuming right and then after i started answering some questions and i started saying that these people are my inspiration and my favorite bodybuilder of all time i can't believe i'm sitting right next to him he was gigantic and um it, it started he started loosening up a little and then um this went on for quite a while and ultimately i said i really wish that i could get your autograph when this is over and he's like yeah, I think I could do that. And then <laughs> everyone started lining up because I have a glossy that I signed. Like, yeah, I had one. I remember one gave you a got milk ad that I had. Right. And I That's had another right. glossy and literally people are lined up to get me to sign a glossy and put a little inspirational statement. And I said, before this goes any further, before you leave, I just want, could I please have your autograph? I could have one for my brother and my daughter, whatever else. And then he's like, yeah, I could do that. And he goes uh, something like, yeah, I, before you guys, I'm going to have to get one from you. And he never asked me. I think he was just saying that to be nice. And then when everything started breaking up, he started talking to me. So what did you do? Lose all that weight, whatever. He became the nicest guy. It took about four hours. <laughs> I'm he glad you said that. Speech. Otherwise, I, I would have been really upset if that he, didn't happen. He became the nicest guy. Everyone on that entire panel was so nice. And uh, I think the nicest guy that I've ever met is Gunther Schlierkamp. Yeah. And you look at him, you're like, oh my God, I, I'm just glad that, that he was on my side. But um, it was just, you know what? It's a community. Yeah. You know what yeah. you have to do to get into a bodybuilding show, right? Yeah. So I think Ronnie just had to hear what I went through in order to earn my spot on that panel. Exactly. Well, and then he had I, respect for me. I'll, I'll tell you, Bill, the, one of the reasons why I get excited when I talk to you is, is be, the reason why that happened is you're more relatable. There's only you know, 15 Mr. Olympias going back the last two decades. Most people are overweight, frankly, or out of shape. Most people are not Mr. Olympia, nor will they never be. So I think people relate to you more, which 
now, that. which now, I mean, we're living in the virtual world today, but I think the great news is, is F45 has a challenge coming up. It's 45 days. That's like nothing to you. That's, like one, that's like one episode. Um, <laughs> so I, I know it's really cool because globally, uh, a lot of people are going to be partaking in the challenge and that's sort of how you're going to now start to reinvent yourself, use the challenge, the workouts every day, the nutrition stuff. Um, right. That's how you're going to start to kind of get back in shape. You know, what's great for me, Corey. And, and when we started talking, when you started getting involved in F45 and you know, there wasn't really one too close to me and I work really hard, a lot of hours. And the closest one is a little bit of a trip. And then as I was doing the research and continuing to talk to you and found out that there were some uh, ones opening up close to me, I just couldn't chomping at the bit to get started. Then when I found out that this is worldwide, I travel an awful lot. You know, so I mean, if I'm going to head to LA, if I'm going to head to Chicago, you know, Oklahoma City, wherever I go, what's great is it's a community yeah. and a support structure that I could say, hey, I'm part of this and I could go get my workouts in and everything. So um, I follow everyone now. I mean, I tried to do that at home workout. A lot of the stuff that Corey was doing, not, not you, yep. Corey, the other yep. Corey. And not the good looking Corey, but the guy Corey, on the Corey on the is the, the, uh, the face of F45. Yeah. Uh, Corey with a C. I'm Corey with a K. He's the man. Corey with a C. I, I you know, I, I, she's, I wish I had uh, a little <laughs> bit more. Corey's He's a big looks. boy. Yeah. In a good but, way. Um, but some of the stuff he was doing, you know, like the, 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 the side to side jumps. Sure. I can't do some of that stuff because my knees are shot, especially yeah. one is so wrecked, but just trying to get in there and to just to do everything. And I think the biggest point is if you can't do it, this guy is a professional and premier fitness person. If you can't do it, do what you can and sure. gauge your success on how you do next time. Yep. You know, yep. and that's what I think the best part about this at-home thing is. And uh, I'm 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 really all for getting going with this. Yeah, no, Bill. I, first of all, outstanding, just inspirational story. Obviously, I know it, but I think it's important, especially which is what what great timing the show's back out, right? Like that's that's phenomenal. Um, just in and of itself. So, you know, I, I want to thank you. We're certainly going to be, I myself is going to be chronicling your journey, which is really, really cool. Um, there'll be some cool things. I know the marketing team um, is going to do with you. And, and I think you're an inspiration to a lot of other people. So I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you my favorite two questions, favorite book, favorite movie. Uh, favorite book, The Godfather uh, and favorite movie has to be Shawshank Redemption. Well, all right. It's pretty up. Hey, listen, Corey, I just want to say, as I go through this along with you and yours, I'll be on yep. Instagram. I'm new to Instagram. I must have a couple of hundred followers, uh, uh, you know, biggest loser for Bill G. If someone wants to find nice. me, I'll be, I'll be chronicling it. I'll also and one more on biggest loser, the number four, right? It's biggest loser for Bill G. But okay. Just, I guess you put in my name, Bill Germanakos or find me. I'm the only biggest loser, Bill. And then I, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I don't do much tweeting, but I'm on Twitter, but I do a lot on Facebook. And, you know, I'm a family guy, so you might not always see uh, you might not always see fitness stuff because I've got three beautiful kids and a wife and a family life. So, hey, we get a chance to know one another, too. So, uh, you know, um, I, I look forward to uh, hooking in with you and getting a chance to, to uh, not only try to inspire others because with the journey. And I understand that because The Biggest Loser truly inspires me. But the, the journeys of everyone else uh, have inspired me. And. I, I find people that have been um, speaking to me uh, for years that still wow. call me and say, hey, ever since we saw you speak or ever since you had that conversation, I've been able to accomplish X, Y, or Z. And it's been, uh, it's been truly inspirational for me too. 
Bill, thanks so much. Looking forward to talking more and um, stay healthy, stay safe. I'll speak to you soon, Corey. Thanks so much. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to get on with you. Thank you, buddy. Take care.